Welcome to PCI Talk, where we keep up with the ever-changing world of communications and public relations with Public Communications Incorporated. Join us as our team of professionals bring you along on our journey with personal stories and industry insider knowledge from choosing an agency to crisis management and everything in between. PCI is a Chicago-based full-service communications agency serving clients that help our communities and the world in many industries, including healthcare, nonprofit, conservation, and more. Now let's talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to PCI Talk, um, our podcast that talks about all things communications, marketing, and public relations. You might be watching us on YouTube. If not, you're listening to us on your favorite distribution platform. My name is Michael Kiros, and I am the director of digital at PCI. So I oversee our digital practice and ensuring that our clients' messages and communications goals are present uh, as an integrated way through all their digital platforms. And today I'm also joined by Craig Pugh, the president of PCI. Thank you, Michael. As president, it's a pleasure to serve on behalf of uh, Public Communications Incorporated, also known as PCI. And my first introduction to PCI was as a PCI client. I was the CEO of a couple of nonprofit organizations over the years. And every time I had a challenging issue or needed to reach new audiences, um, I'd reach out to PCI. Also had an opportunity to work with a lot of other agencies too, and enjoyed getting the invitation from Michael to join today's podcast to talk what makes a good fit between an agency and a client. Well, and that's an important topic. Uh, you know, Craig, you've been on both sides of that, and obviously you know very well, you know, how not only to find an agency that has really good um, understanding of your business, but also um, your overall communications goals. But then also on the flip side of that, there is an important topic is how do you manage and effectively have a relationship with an agency to ensure that um, you're receiving the most maximum impact that you can as a business. So um, I'm super excited to today to talk about what makes an agency a good fit. Um, Craig, I, I'd love to kind of break this out into two different things, like I mentioned. Uh, the first one being, how the heck do you find an agency? Um, obviously, we know that we receive RFPs, but when working in-house, um, what are some different ways that organizations can find a public relations or communications and marketing agency? Well, Michael, at our own agency, most of new client relationships emerge because of referrals of very satisfied clients. And it's not uncommon at PCI for us to have relationships mm -hmm. that span 5, 10, 15 or more years. And that's extraordinary. These days, uh, there, there are more requests for proposals. There's also more work with projects. And that's a, a wide variety of sources of a PCI uh, learns about new clients. And it's certainly how clients can learn about new agencies. When they see others who are working in their industry, they see who's getting results. They say who's pleasant to work with and really knows how to leverage scarce resources. Uh, we're glad when they refer us. And that's how a lot of clients do find the agency that's right for them. So let's dive right into it. Um, when I was thinking about what, what does make an agency a good fit? Um, obviously, you know, we've been in many situations, Craig and I are often together um, with onboarding and, and talking to new clients. And when I started to kind of like detect those recurring themes, one of the, the, the first words that appeared in my mind is values. Um, does an agency share the same values as you? Um, now, I'm not talking about specialization in topic areas, because from my perspective, 
um, a good agency can take any complex subject matter and be able to provide you the most um, you know, return on investment and a clear understanding of your communications and business goals. But do they possess the same values as you? And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, uh, you know, one third of our, our business is healthcare. And so, for example, if you as an agency um, have, let's say, a tobacco company on your client roster, does that make sense? Do they have the same values as you? So, Craig, what are your thoughts on kind of like the value aspect and what you've found in your years of experience on how to identify a value kind of alignment? I think you hit it uh, right on target, Michael, when you mentioned the importance of relationship. And it's like personal relationships. It's really hard to manage and have an effective, satisfying, enjoyable personal relationship with someone who really doesn't share the same values you have. You might have a lot of superficial things in common, but at the end of the day, if you don't have common or complementary values, it's pretty hard to make the, the decisions you need to to reach the goals in, in a way that, that is really satisfying. Uh, for us at PCI, there's a sense of purpose that all of our clients have. You know, our clients are in healthcare, education, higher education, conservation, many different kinds of not-for-profit and for-profit organizations, very diverse. But what they all have in common is, well, it might sound corny, but they're trying to leave the world a little better than we found it. And I think that's the passion uh, you and I have and our colleagues have at PCI. We want our work to be purposeful. And yes, you can have a contract that has the actions necessary to advance a particular communications or public relations agenda, but what a different level of passion we can bring when we truly believe um, in, the, in the goals and the values of clients who are important to us and important to the audiences we jointly serve. And if for anyone looking for an agency, I would say looking at the values is probably one of the most important ones um, that at the onset you're not necessarily looking for. Um, something that you mentioned though too, Craig, that, that rapport, I think rapport with that client team that you're working with, um, is, is extremely important. And, and one thing, Craig, that I, you know, being in meetings with you, you know, you certainly have said, you know, whenever we are going into a client meeting, we don't have a sales team at PCI, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's an important message because some agencies could give that, but we also understand in very complex ways, the importance of having a team that just makes sense for the account. Have they worked in your specific business sector in the past? Um, do they have a very clear understanding of the unique challenges that your industry faces? Um, you know, but also, can you have fun together? I think I've always appreciated being able to have a happy hour with the clients, really kind of like take off the tie for a bit and just talk through what, what excites you as a person. I think those things are really important there. You're absolutely right, Michael, and it's it's very much entering these relationships uh, with a clear sense that you know you're going to have a thorough understanding of your client's work. You've got to know their business. You've got to know their profession. Your client, nobody knows the client's business as well as the client, but you're going to try throughout your relationship with that client to know their business at least as well as they do. But it's what you bring to that client. It's a learning experience for both the client and the agency. But a client should be able to expect an agency to come in with an understanding of, we understand what your communications goals are, and we understand you have a business to run, whether you're for-profit or not-for-profit. Mm -hmm. We understand how you earn the money you need to operate your for-profit or not-for-profit business. We understand the relationships that are important to you. And it's our job as practitioners of public relations to manage these relationships in ways that are mutually beneficial 
for our clients and the audiences important to them. Uh, I think our love of learning is uh, what is such a, a, a differentiator is that we really wanna know everything there is about the client, what their history has been, what their future goals are, what their competition is doing, what the risks are so that we can help them anticipate the risks. We can all respond when, when unsurprising things happen, but how much better it is for a client to know there's an agency looking out for them who is really helping them navigate problems they might not even have, have been thinking about, but because of our experience with a wide variety of clients, we can help make their, their daily decisions feel so much more informed. And you're right, it's, it's that personal passion that comes about because we have a thorough understanding of their, their business, their landscape, their competition, uh, and the, the environment they need to navigate. And there's also something in what you said that um, touches upon the process. So, you know, whether you're going through an RFP or just doing a, you know, a cold email to an agency asking, you know, if they um, do this particular service, you know, being really alert to how you speak with them and what their questions they're asking is really important um, because those questions can be very revealing about whether that agency is a good fit. For example, if they're asking, um, you know, how many employees do you have or what regions are you located in? That's some information that you can find very easily on a website. And I think what, what makes us kind of set us apart from other agencies is that we don't have this like cookie cutter approach that's very mass broad approach. Like we do a lot of research, um, intensive research uh, in part of our process to find more about an organization. But also when we ask those questions, the questions aren't intended to um, be junior in nature, but it's really to elicit and really grab from the client and listen to them. Um, and I think that's a really key piece there. Well, I, I, I don't I don't know where you may have learned it, but I've known it in working beside you, that capacity to listen is uh, is so important in, in client relations. And I think, you know, your personal knowledge of what you bring to each client you have the chance to work with, uh, it, it's it's extraordinary. Um, and you're right, it's often overlooked with some that research is that first step. Before you can plan, before you can execute, execute the plan, before you can measure or evaluate the results, uh, it really starts with research. It might be research um, the client already has. I think some clients come to it saying, well, we don't have budget to do research. But it's extraordinary, uh, the information they may already have. They know their clients so well from past experience. They may have done surveys uh, in the near past. They may recognize you know, in industry research that when shared with us can help provide insights. We recognize uh, research that we might initiate. Uh, and I think there's a new, a new uh, generation of research that's made open with digital strategies that you head up. And I'm thinking, you know, if you were advising clients, what are some of the ways you'd recognize that digital strategies help them economically affordably do research that they may, thought, may have thought they could never afford to do? Well, there's so many different ways and, and anytime we're working with a client that specifically um, understands the value and importance of digital marketing and overall digital communications, um, you know, there are, are very um, easy competitive analysis that we can put together for clients. Um, one of the key questions that we ask is, who are your competitors? Because, uh, and that's a really clear, uh, good question to ask when you're speaking with an agency because um, what Joe might say may be completely different from what Jane might say. So alignment on the competitors itself is important, but then there are ways to use um, digital auditing to find where do you stack against these competitors from a social media landscape? Um, 
It's not about followers. It's not about the number of likes that a post gets, but it's about that engagement rate. Um, the number of engagements of people liking, commenting, retweeting, sharing, clicking a link, divided by the number of uh, followers or and or reach that you may have, that magic potion can tell you a lot on whether you or a competitor organization is um, effectively telling your story from a content marketing perspective, but also very clearly pinpointing what are those underlying themes and posts that a client may have that's a little bit more um, important there. Well, we know successful public relations plans uh, start with research, then focus on the planning itself, then side by side with a client, uh, an agency like ours can help clients implement the plan. And then there is uh, evaluation, there are measures of success. What kind of reporting should a client expect of an agency along the way to you know, monitor success, monitor progress? Uh, or should they bother with that and just wait till the end to get all the reporting when the program's done? Don't do that, no. <laughs> Clear alignment at the beginning of any program is an important one. Um, make sure your agency has an understanding of what success looks like and ensuring that whatever strategy that your agency puts together is working towards that. And then looking at that on a monthly basis, but then also a quarterly basis to take a step back and say, well, clearly maybe our Facebook strategy isn't working here because we're not actually working towards that metric we had and it has to be measurable, um, but instead we're going backwards. So that's where you have that conversation with your client to say, how do we shift our program to make sure that we are using our resources in the most effective manner, but also getting the results that are important to you. And that's, um, that's, a, that's a really great segue, Craig. I, I'd love to talk to you and pick your brain a little bit more about what, how do you successfully maintain an agency and client relationship? Um, Craig's written the book on this. And then internally we have we have a really great resource that Craig's put together um, that just kind of guides how we speak and engage with our clients. But if you were to distill at the top of your head, what are the, the key things that you need to have in order to have a successful relationship between a client and an agency? Well, I think from the, the perspective of what a client should expect of an agency, uh, we, we touched on it with passion, business acumen, but also accessibility. Um, and accessibility means, is the agency there when you need them to be there? We, we all get the notion of, of uh, you know, work hours during a work week, but it's not only crises, but questions that can emerge outside of those hours. Uh, is the agency available to you? Do they answer, do they answer emails promptly? Um, are, are they responsive? Uh, and another aspect is accountability. And accountability is not about, you know, who do you blame if things go bad? It's, you know, who, who really is responsible for each aspect? And, you know, at PCI, we, we take great care with clients, I think, to define uh, what it means for us to be an agency that will be accountable. Uh, we do what we say when we say we're going to do it. And we're committed to making sure we complete our projects, you know, on time and within budget. Um, we also think that, um, you know, our clients want us to hold them accountable, too. And it's perfectly okay that you know, we nudge a client to move them along when we need to get information or get something returned so that we can keep to the schedule we've all you know, agreed on. Um, we, we promise, as you illustrated with uh, evaluation, we don't wait to the end until uh, the results are reported. We wanna share how we're doing all along the way. So if we're doing something that's not effective, we can stop doing it and allocate resources 
in ways that really are effective. Um, and that we really make the commitment that reports aren't something that we uh, will provide when we get to it. We will make sure we can regularly provide you know, reports to clients. And you pointed out the importance of the board. And I think that point is lost perhaps with, with, with a number of agencies that an agency might be working to help a director of communications or marketing and communications or uh, information officer within an organization to reach the goals of the particular contract without remembering that those results ultimately need to reach the CEO of the organization. And he or she needs ultimately to represent those results to a board, perhaps a volunteer board, if it's a nonprofit or investors, uh, if it's if it's a for-profit organization or otherwise other shareholders. So we have a responsibility uh, to reach all of those audiences and a client should expect his or her agency to help them do their job at all levels uh, within their organization. And like any good relationship, uh, it, is, it's, uh, it really works in both ways. Uh, there, there are a dozen uh, uh, expectations we encourage our clients to expect of us. There are really only three that we find very successful, uh, we find we can do very successful work when, when clients are, are able to meet these, uh, these components, namely honesty and transparency that you know, we're passionate about giving our best to a client and we'll always act in the client's best interest. And we want to make sure our client is always being open, honest, candid with us about what their hopes are, what their concerns might be. Uh, we want to make sure that, therefore, that we have a, a primary contact uh, so that as complicated as their organization may, might be, who, is, who are the one or two people we can reach to help get information in and out of an organization? Um, and Big organizations, small organizations can have very complicated ways of approving work. So we like to develop a, a very efficient way of, of, of approving deliverables and uh, revising deliverables so that we can keep on schedule and everyone in the organization who needs to be heard can be heard from. And at the same time, we can you know, keep to that um, in, in important schedule. Um, and those are those are really the three biggest aspects of you know what we expect from from clients, what we would like to have from clients. Uh, but there are dozens more that uh, we should encourage clients to expect from us or any agency they might choose to work with. That um, adhering to deadlines kind of in tie with the last point that you made is an important one. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's ever an excuse for missing a, a deadline with the client. So ensuring that your agency has a um, an understanding and respectfulness of that is an important one. Most importantly, that I think I'm most passionate about is the truth telling aspect. Um, at PCI, we like to say we're truth tellers. And the most successful client relationships are where you have that established relationship and dynamic with your agency where you, again, mutually expect truth. And, um, and honesty. And I think, for example, if there is something in your program that is just not working, um, a key message perhaps that is uh, not necessarily resonating with the public. And you know, it's okay for your agency to push back on that as long as that dynamic is created because that's how you're gonna get the most impactful results. And same thing, you know, clockwise. You should push back on an agency if it just doesn't make sense for your business. So being able to have that, um, you know, no idea is a bad idea approach, but also the clear lines of communication that you expect um, truth and honesty, whether something is working or not, and how to um, work towards something that will make work a little bit better for you.
You know, building on that, Michael, it's important, I think, in personal relations or relations with clients, and I, I know it's been your experience, my experience, um, that the best relationships have great ways to manage disagreement. It's great when everything's going well, but when you have a difference of opinion, when you might not be seeing eye to eye on a topic, uh, how do you ultimately resolve that difference of opinion in the best interest of the client? Uh, and having very healthy discussions about uh, options for a client, that it's not just us leading a client to say, do this, do that, but always presenting a client options um, so that a client knows if I do option A, here are the results I could expect. If I do option B, here are the results I can expect. And I think we have found among the clients who've been so happy with, with PCI's work uh, that we've helped them you know, manage expectations and given them options to achieve the, the goals that are most important to them. I think a lot of our learning uh, in the agency and our agency has been uh, around since 1962. I think a lot of our collective wisdom has been built by seeing what has caused our clients to fire agencies uh, and what went wrong with other relationships uh, that we learn about when, when we begin working with a client um, and turning those negatives into positives, keeping track of what the most important aspects typically are for clients and how can we always deliver has helped us uh, build long and lasting relationships with a wide variety of clients in a, in a long number of industries. Yeah. Craig, before we head into like our kind of wrap up, um, what is the best way for uh, an organization or business to um, identify when a relationship, to your point, is not working? Um, instead of having to have a you know a dramatic firing experience, like what are some ways that an organization can best be empowered to make those decisions to part ways in the agency that maybe it's just not working? I think the first uh, the role might be there's one thing to have a, a flow and rhythm to the work, and that's extremely important, especially with very complicated organizations with very complicated communications programs. You have to have a great pace to the work. But when it starts becoming rote, uh, when it seems more habitual than than really um, driven, um, can be a red flag that that the agency might be taking the client for granted uh, or might be delegating work to more and more junior members of staff uh, without necessarily uh, keeping the client's needs you know, at, at, a, at a paramount level. Um, as with any relationship, it, it's, uh, it, it shouldn't be, I'm only calling you when I need a favor. Um, you know, friends get to call friends just to say, hey, calling to see, how are you doing? Not because you want something or you need somebody's help. And it's the same with client and agency relationships that does your agency check in on you? Does your agency really care? Not just seem to care. What is it they do that shows they really care about you, your success within your organization, your organization's success, uh, what impact you have on the world at large, how you're achieving your business goals, in addition to the, the, the points covered by your contract to handle the communications goals. Uh, I think we have a gut reaction when it comes to personal relations and agency relations. And then when you ask like, well, this person is my friend and you say, why? And you say, well, you know, I like this friend. And someone says, why? Well, you could pull out a pencil and paper and start writing down uh, all, the, all the points that that person might have that are so appealing. But we kind of back into those checklists. You know, overall, there's a gut feeling just that says, uh, I know this person is looking out for me. I know this agency is looking out for me. They get me. They understand what my concerns are. They care enough and have intellectual curiosity. They ask questions 
about how I'm doing, uh, what might be keeping me up at night, what I'm trying to do next. Um, they really, truly show we care. And it's hassle-free. Um, you know, clients have a job to do. Yeah. And our primary contacts uh, with every client have extraordinarily busy work weeks. Uh, we shouldn't be a source of more burden for them as their agency. We should lighten their load. Um, and if it's not fun, if it's not enjoyable, if it feels uh, like a, a labor to get information out of, you know, an agency, uh, yeah, probably time to think of a new relationship. Yeah. I always say that um, client agency relationships is a lot like actual romantic relationships sometimes. You, and you have to make sure you're doing it right. Um, Craig, we've talked about so much today. Um, and obviously we can go on and on and on about this topic. Um, but, but if you were to kind of in closing, uh, what is probably one of the, of all the things that we discussed, one of the most important um, aspects of finding an agency and client relationship that just fits? It would be trust, is that um, absolute trust. And that requires, uh, you know, as an agency, that uh, we, we take the risk of saying, you know, here are things we truly believe. Uh, the client, as you emphasize well, Michael, the client, you know, needs to be a source of clear and useful information and with great honesty, say, here's what our challenges are. Um, you know, here's what our, our hopes and dreams are. Um, and if you feel that sense here, someone I can trust when we're at our strongest, when we're at our most vulnerable, and you know you have an agency that's a great fit. Yeah, and and I I would say the values aspect. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's a, a personal thing, but I certainly um, appreciate um, and the same thing working with clients that share the same values as us. And uh, at PCI, you know, we have really high standards um, of value propositions and just understanding your organization and what it stands for. And that's a really key piece that I think is just gonna have a help underlying um, build trust into the relationship and have it carry it forward in a successful way. Well, I would invite any viewers of our podcast, uh, if you want to uh, visit our website or reach us um, at our email, uh, we, you know, we'd be glad to share uh, some notes that you know Michael and I have assembled uh, about what you can expect from your agency, what you should expect from your agency, and uh, what can help you get the most from an agency relationship. And I think, Michael, you've uh, brought a fresh perspective to make sure it's just as timely now as when the agency was founded, uh, and that we're able to do it in new ways with new strategies at a new pace of work in person and remotely. Yeah, it's a totally different world and it keeps on changing. Um, but I think we provided today some really kind of good underlying principles that will be tried and true and will always be there. And so certainly we look forward to speaking with you all again. I know there'll be much more uh, podcasts in the horizon. So continue to engage with us at PCIPR.com where you can find all of our social media accounts and links to your favorite podcast platform. Thank you all so much for your time today. And Craig, what a great conversation. Thank you, Michael. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to PCI Talk. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, check us out on social media for more insider information.